All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Alt Walt Secure, the managing partner of the AKW Group in Akron, also in Washington, Pennsylvania. He's with us the next half hour to talk about investing in the market, how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios, and uh, giving you good advice on the market, how it works. If you have any questions for Walt during this half hour, he is more than happy to talk to you at 330-673-1234. Outside of Akron, toll free 800-669-4100, including on WNIR.com. Well, Walt, another lackluster week for the final trading week of February. Uh, not a lot of good news on the market. Uh, some disappointing results from the major banks when they had their had their reports. So, so it was kind of kind of flat once again. So, what do you think about that? And what else happened last week? Yeah, Bob, we um, came off of last week. Uh, you know, you and I talked last week about fear, and we talked about. Uh, you know, interest rates and, you know, some of the challenges that the mar- market faced. And we really had some interest rate anxiety during the week, and it seemed to really kind of pin the market down. Uh, it was a really ugly week for the NASDAQ. Uh, the NASDAQ was off 682 points, uh, off 4.9% for the week. Uh, and year-to-date, that NASDAQ uh, composite index is uh, down to 2.4%, still in positive territory, but you know, gave up a lot of the gains uh, that we saw in the early part of January and through January. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was off 561 points for the week, off 1.8%. Uh, year-to-date, holding on to a little bit of a positive return at 1.1%. Uh, the S&P 500 Index was off 95 points for the week, or 2.4%. And again, still a little bit in positive territory, 1.5%. Um, and then the Russell 2000, uh, which measures those small mid-cap stocks, gave up 2.9% on the week, and year-to-date is still at 11.5%. So the small mid-caps have still performed the best uh, so far in 2021. But, you know, like we said, we saw a lot of volatility. Uh, you know, I think people remember now, next week, after last week, the market can go down. Uh, it doesn't go straight up. And, um, you know, we're going to have a lot of volatility. We we anticipate this year being a very difficult year. Um, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be moments of of great discomfort. And a lot of the speculators out there that, you know, are finding all kinds of creative ways to speculate are probably going to be really tested and challenged. And, again, that goes back to some of our comments last week that we worry about some of those people because, uh, you know, we worry if they really understand the risks that they're taking and, and the capital they have at risk out there. But, uh yeah, we got through the week, and then we're looking forward to next week. 
You know, well, it's interesting that the market has such odd reactions uh, to other many ordinary people. They hear good news. The market sometimes reacts negatively. Now, for example, last week we had two things that came out. Uh, the concept of herd immunity, that the vaccines are starting to work and that maybe the COVID pandemic might be over. But then the concern about rising interest rates, which negatively impacted the market. So we had good news, but it turned out to be bad news for the market. How can that happen? Yeah, Bob, well, it's, it's a simple story. I mean, again, if I can just take you through this, in, in my mind, I, I try to just make these concepts somewhat simple. But, you know, we are getting to herd immunity, which is important. Um, you know, we see 66 million doses of the vaccine now out there between, uh, you know, the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. Uh, we saw the approval of the J&J vaccine, and that's a one-and-done, and that'll help. And then a lot of people have been infected. Uh, so there are estimates out there that today about 50% of Americans um, have probably reached some type of immunity. Uh, we see that in plummeting cases, infections, hospitalizations, deaths are all coming down quite quite dramatically. Um, but what happens in return is, you know, we have the the fiscal response, the fiscal government's response, which has been a little bit slow, um, you know, kind of pushing through this this another relief package, another $1.9 trillion relief package, which honestly we, we may not need. Um, I know some people need it out there, but as, as an eco- economy, uh, it's a big price to pay. Again, it's more debt. Uh, I think that's what is uh, probably scaring the market a little bit. And, and we talked about the bond market has a life of its own. The, even though the Federal Reserve has said they'll absorb it and they'll pay for it and they'll keep rates low, um, you know, people out in the bond market are now starting to say, we don't like this. Um, that's a lot of debt to absorb. We saw the money supply go up 26%, which leads to worries about inflation. Um, so, you know, this rising debt, this potential of soaring inflation has pushed uh, interest rates up. And then in a simple concept, Bob, just to bring it over to the stock market, you know, when we look at uh, the capitalization of earnings and, and, and how we calculate uh, the, the future expectations for the stock market, interest rates matter. So the higher interest rates go, you have to start bringing down your expectations of the stock mar- market. So, uh, you know, it'll, it'll become less and less and less as interest rates continue to rise. So uh, that's the dynamic we have going on. So, you know, there's, there's a lot uh, that's moving around. And, again, it's important to pay attention to all of it. Now, of course, a lot of investors out there would like to see higher interest rates, hoping they would translate to higher uh, returns on fixed-rate investments like bank accounts and, and uh, annuities and things like that. So they'd like to see that, but on the other hand, it not, could be a, not a good thing for other investors who are in the market. Yeah, it's not a good thing for the economy. I know there's people out there that want higher rates that are on the conservative side of investing, and they... You know, people that are watching money sit there doing nothing, that are thinking, you know, if rates go back up, maybe I'll get a little higher rate on my CD or, you know, I can find something with a higher interest rate. But from an economic perspective, it's not good, Bob. I mean, it would slow things down. I mean, we need businesses to continue to spend, borrow, to grow. We, You know, we need consumers to have confidence to use that to continue to spend, to, to grow our economy. So, uh, rising interest rates would really slow the economic progress down. So even though there is a faction, you know, a certain part of investors out there that hope for that, um, and the Federal Reserve has really signaled that they're not going to do it. You know, they're going to keep rates very low. 
uh, through the balance of 2021. And they're really saying as, as long as inflation somewhat in check, you know, they expect to do that even through 2022. Now, another bit of a interest that uh, came out last week as a once again kind of puzzling considering the uh, economy and how how tough it's been the last year the personal savings rate reached uh, about 20 and a half percent in january that is considered the third highest savings rate on record only trailing the 33 percent some odd seen last april and 24 percent last may now with another round of stimulus, it seems the savings rate is going even higher. So what is the significance of the increase in personal savings rates? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a really positive sign for the economy because a lot of people have money to spend. And we know we live in a consumer economy. We know people like to spend. But, you know, what happened, as you said, Bob, people have received these government transfer payments. Uh, a lot of people have curtailed their spending activity due to COVID and fears, and, you know, they're dining out less, the less entertainment, they're staying at home. Uh, so those savings accounts have grown, the bank accounts have grown, and uh, there's a rene- renewed emphasis on savings. People kind of say, hey, I kind of like it. So we're wondering how many people will go back out and spend, but we really do believe there's a good amount of people out there that want to get back out and spend. So. Yeah, we do see a really significant rise in that spending rate. Um, and, again, that's a, a kind of a, a war chest uh, for the economy as we go through the balance of 2001 and 2022. You know, hopefully people will get back out there and start enjoying their lives a little bit again and, and spending some of that money. Talking to Walt Secura. Now, again, Walt is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. If you have any questions for him about individual stocks or, again, about how the AKW Group handles their clients and money and portfolios that they custom design of individual stocks, give us a call, 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron, including in Washington, Pennsylvania, if you're listening online on WNR.com, you can use our toll-free number, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. So again, call right now. Lines are open. Another interesting thing that happened last week too. Uh, for all of us, it was the release of the annual Berkshire Hathaway letter written by Warren Buffett. Um, his uh, letters are as anticipated as the uh, next Arthur Haley novel was <laughs> in its day. Uh, he's been writing since 1965, and uh, you have read virtually every letter he wrote in those uh, more than 50 years. So in this year's 2021 letter, what kind of wisdom and insights did uh, Warren give us that uh, you gathered from that? Yeah, Bob, um, Warren Buffett's just been a, an icon, and at 90 years old, he's uh, obviously a little bit reflective. Um, you know, I think as, as anybody that gets to 90 has every right to be, uh, you know, thinking back all success. I think that uh, this letter had a little reflection of that, but um, still a lot of good wisdom, a lot of interesting things that came out of here. Um, you know, he really talks about bonds. Um, he he says that, you know, bonds are not a place to invest Uh he really thinks fixed income investors worldwide uh, should be looking to other places for investments. So as we just talked about that search for fixed income and conservativeness, um, you know, even Warren saying, "Hey, that's not the place to look." Uh, he's very positive on America, which is great to hear. You know, I think we we've gone through a really rough time, and you know, he still talks about America as being a place he wouldn't bet against. He he talks about uh, you know a lot of positives. Um, he says since our country's birth. Uh, individuals with ideas, ambition, and often just the pittance of capital have succeeded beyond their dreams by creating something new or by improving the customer's experience with something old. Uh, he says in, in his brief, in, in its brief 232 years of existence, there's been no incubator for unleashing human potential like America. 
despite some uh, severe interruptions, our country's economic progress has been breathtaking. And I, and I think we need to remember that. We still live in the greatest economy in the world. I know a lot of people are sensitized out there and, um, you know, you know or, uh, feeling all kinds of different ways about especially the political situation we came out of 2020. But uh, America is amazing. Uh, there's a lot of great companies out there to invest in. There's a lot of ways to, uh, to make money if you are a true investor, and, and we continue to believe that as well. Now, in those 56 years of uh, letters from Warren Buffett, uh, what are some of the other uh, pearls you've taken from them that have impressed you? Bob, he's been a, you know, kind of a, a key to developing my long-term investment philosophy. Um, I, I think if I look back over all those years, and, and I've enjoyed every word that he's written, uh, you know, I think he, he really preaches the less is more, you know, simple is better. Uh, kind of that folksy. I mean, again, I think the smartest people sometimes are the people that can boil it down to the simplest concepts. It's not, it's not speaking in a way that confuses people. It's a bit putting things in ways that more people understand, and and you know, being able to grasp difficult concepts. Um, he, you know, really sees that looking at stocks as businesses. You know, not being so focused on stock factors, but on business factors. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about stock price movements and, you know, patterns and movements and ups and downs, but that's all stock factors. You know, we think about things that are business factors like re- revenue growth and earnings growth and cash flow and return on equity and R&D spending and uh, debt levels. All those things matter so much more. Um, he really gives that perspective of uh, being an investor, you know, not being a speculator. Uh, that you only need a few outstanding opportunities in a lifetime. You know, all these people that are looking for so many different ideas and always shifting from idea to idea, uh, you only need a few really good winners over a lifetime to make a significant difference in your wealth. Um, And, you know, really, really kind of focus on that long term. It's so hard today. You know, people are so used to be thinking in 30-second intervals or three-minute intervals or three-day intervals. I mean, to get somebody to really think out three years, five years, ten years is really, really hard um, because we're all kind of built on that instant gratification and what's in front of us at this moment. Uh, but, we, you know, investing is about thinking forward. It's about being an investor longer term, and uh, we continue to believe those principles here at the AKW Group. And certainly Warren Buffett is the personification of those very pr- principles in his investing and, and in what he, what he talks about. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's the, like I said, he's been a key uh, contributor to my mindset. Um, again, there's lots of uh, great minds that I've borrowed from and, and built my own mental models and frameworks of how I think of things. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of great ideas of my own. I have a lot of great ideas that I borrowed, and I think that's, again, uh, trying to trying to look at what other people know and, and making sure that we're using all the combined knowledge that we possibly can to get the best outcome. Once more, Walt Secure is with us. If you'd like to talk to him about stocks and stock talk, you can do that 330-673-1234. Just call that number. Ask him any questions about stocks you've been looking at, that you own, that you've been watching, and see how he thinks about them and if he is involved in those stocks in the AKW Group on W1R.com or anywhere outside the Dacra Dialing area, you can have a toll-free number available to you, too, at 800-669-4100. So last week, once again, with the reports coming in about earnings, NVIDIA issued their earnings report. This is a stock that has been a holding in your core equity portfolio and that empowering women's portfolio for quite some time. What was NVIDIA's report like, and do you think this uh, large tech stock is still worth holding on to? Yeah, Bob, I mean, this company is just a leader. You know, if you think about anything graphic-oriented out there, um, 
They increase the visual experience on just about every computing platform that you can think of. And, uh, you know, when you think of who their customers are, sure, a lot of people buy their, uh, you know, their, their processors and gaming units and so forth, but they also have Internet behemoths like Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft are all big users uh, of their technology. Uh, so you look at them and you see their growth in data centers and, and, and microprocessors. Uh, uh, you know, a, a very powerful company. Again, the quarter showed, uh, you know, $5 billion over $3.1 billion. Uh, the year prior, 61% increase in revenue, uh, 64% increase in earnings. Um, and again, you know, continues to hit on all cylinders. Uh, we, we, the company also has a lot of, uh, you know, really positive things it does on the ESG side, you know, just uh, managing the company not for profits, but for people and planet and, uh, you know, doing a lot of good out there. Um, so, again, a company we really like um, and a company we'll continue to own in that core equity and, and the Empowering Women portfolio. Another report came from Etsy, which they continue to show pretty good financial power. Uh, do you still think that Etsy is attractive with its current valuation and it's in your Empowering Women portfolio? Is it also in your mid-cap portfolio? Yeah, we, we uh, took it out of the mid-cap portfolio, Bob. We left it in the Empowering Women portfolio. You know, we, uh, But again, extremely powerful stock here. Um, you know, the last quarter up 129% in, in revenue, um, uh, 332% in earnings. Uh, this company has grown tremendously. Uh, they have over 4 million active sellers uh, now on the platform. And again, you can just find all kinds of unique, creative items out there. It's a global marketplace. Uh, they can they connect uh, people from all around the world. Um, and it's been really, you know, it's it's grown so rapidly, you know, through the COVID and uh, the fact that, you know, it drove a lot of people to the website that were looking for masks. But, you know, I think now that a lot of people are on the site, they see the, the value of the company, the unique product offerings. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are continuing to shop. They're, they're increasing their repeat buying. And, again, a company that seems to have the, the right dynamics to keep some of that momentum even after COVID goes away. So uh, they've kind of, you know, uh, put themselves right in the middle of uh, being one of the top retailers, and especially in that digital marketplace and uh, e-commerce space. So we really like Etsy. And, a good lot of lot of long term growth that we see ahead for them. Uh, another stock uh, is called Beyond Meat, and uh, you have their earnings report uh, showing some evidence of why you might have uh, moved beyond that yourself when you sold the stock. But there was some still good news as well. Let's talk about Beyond Meat, and do you think it's worth another look? Yeah, Bob. You know, Beyond Meat was one that we had purchased. We did move past it in the early part of the year. We felt like. Um, uh, they were struggling a little bit uh, with their earnings. The stock had gotten to a little bit of a premium, uh, and we were worried about some of their, um, you know, you know, kind of partnerships that they had out there. They were, uh, it was some question whether they would get the McDonald's partnership. Uh, their their quarter was okay. I mean, they they showed a little bit of growth in revenue, up four percent. Not the kind of growth story you'd expect, um, and I don't think that's where they thought they would be at this point in the cycle. However. There was good news. They they did get the um, the contract with McDonald's. They will be the preferred supplier uh, for the McPlant Burger uh, there at McDonald's. They also have a partnership with Yum Brands, and they'll, they'll develop some plant-based protein menu items for the KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell menu over the next couple of years. So, again, uh, the brand seems to be catching on. They continue to fight through it, and, again, longer term, uh, you know, could be a could be a very solid stock still. So one to pay attention to. Take a second look at it. Pay attention. It may be one that uh, we come back to at some point. 
Once again, Walt Secure is taking your calls about the stock market at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100. Another recent purchase for your small mid-cap portfolio was Draft Kinds. They reported their earnings last week, and uh, Draft Kings, rather. Can you tell us what you saw from Draft Kings and uh, what they do? Yeah, Draft Kings, Bob, obviously, is the online betting uh, platform. Uh, they do online betting in some states, and they also have the fantasy sports uh, network out there where a lot of people, uh, you know, gamble and put the money out there. They also have a very solid roster of partnerships uh, with Michael Jordan, the Chicago Cubs, Turner Sports, ESPN. Um, so, again, a, a pretty dynamic, um, you know, fast-growing uh, company. Uh, they had, you know, a nice quarter. Um, you know, we look at their quarter, it was up 146% in revenue. Uh, still looking for them to turn a profit, so this is one in our small cap portfolio that, again, is a little bit more aggressive. Uh, but, again, we like the dynamics, and we like where the company's headed. It's showing a, you know, some growth in that, in that revenue line, and uh, we think profitability is soon to follow. So it's a stock that we had purchased recently, and we'll continue to hold as we go through 2021. Another couple of more highly popular stocks that reported last week, DoorDash and Airbnb. Now, you don't own either of those stocks since they just came off their IPO, but what did you see in their reports? Yeah, Bob, you know, they uh, they had really good results. Um, you know, DoorDash was up 226% for the quarter on revenue. Uh, we expected that, you know, with the pandemic here. You know, a lot of people have been using the online food ordering uh, application that they, they have. Uh, you know, the one thing about DoorDash is the concern uh, whether they'll continue to be able to be a leader as as people come out of the pandemic, you know, as less uh, maybe people order food from home and people start to venture back out of their houses. Uh, there's also some concern, you know, there are some local governments that are starting to impose some price controls. Um, so we like DoorDash, and I know it's popularly followed out there. A lot of people ask about it, but um, it's a stock that also has incredible valuation off of the IPO, as we mentioned. Uh, you know, this jumped up to $53.8 billion in market cap. Um, it's a company that only has $2.8 billion in revenue. So, I mean, it's trading at it's some pretty extreme valuations. Um, uh, you know, Airbnb, uh, again, is a leader in, in space out there as far as, uh, you know, uh, properties that they have and, and people, you know, an online network effect where, you know, people can book vacations directly from people that own these properties. Um, incredible growth that this company has had. You know, when they started in 2009, uh, they had about 2,500 listings, about 10,000 users. Uh, going into the IPO, they were like 247 million guests, uh, 5.7 million active uh, listings uh, all around the world. So, again, incredible growth in listings on that Airbnb uh, plat- network. Um, again, extremely high valuation uh, with this company. It's at about $124 billion in market cap on only, again, about $3.8 billion in, in revenue. So uh, a company that still has to prove itself a little bit. And, and Bob, we, we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's like when you look at local companies, you know, just to give some perspective, uh, you know, Sherwin-Williams, which has been around since 1866, uh, they have $18 billion in revenue. Their market cap is only $60.9 billion. Uh, Smuckers, it's been around since 1897, has $8 billion in revenue with a market cap of about $12 billion in revenue. You know, very proven companies that have been through the test of time and, uh, you know, they derive a good amount of profitability. But, 
uh, you know, these companies that jumped to these $53 billion, $124 billion in valuation after, you know, a few years of operation, they're very dynamic, they have incredible growth, and they're exciting. But you have to be careful that you don't get, you know, caught up in all the excitement, that you really think about it again from that business model perspective and the profitability perspective and, um, you know, if it's going to be a good long-term investment. So, again, we just kind of issue a little bit of caution. We like We like the companies. Uh, we just don't like the stock valuations at this point, and uh, we wouldn't be investors in either one. Let's take a call now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Good morning. I would like to uh, ask him a couple things. Uh, the stock you just mentioned a few minutes ago, that Beyond Meat, mm-hmm. uh, what is it selling at right now? Yeah, Beyond Meat currently, the, the price, I think we're at 140 Let me get you a price here. We're at 145 um, So, again... It's uh, it IPO'd. It, dropped, it, it, it go ahead. I'm it sorry. dropped from what? Uh, it dropped from the one eighties. I think we were we were trading. Um, yeah, I think we were trading in the one eighties just a bit ago. And that is that a U.S. based company or? Uh... It is. Yes, it is the U.S. based company. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank mm-hmm. you for calling. Mm-hmm. Once again, Walt Secure is with the AKW Group. They are based in Fairlawn. Also have an office in Washington, Pennsylvania, outside of Pittsburgh. And they are affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, which gives them a lot of backup for a lot of great things they can do for their clients, including wealth management, uh, asset management, investment banking. They can do estate plan reviews, tax reviews, Social Security analyses, IRA illustrations, uh, stock options analyses, transaction tax analyses, on top of the regular investment uh, guidelines that they give their clients and, and working with those portfolios on a daily basis. So, Walt, what's happening now with the AKW Group? Anything that your clients are talking about as we begin the year 2021? Yeah, Bob, our clients are always, um, you know, on top of things here. Uh, they keep us busy. Um, a lot of them have been, uh, obviously, working with their tax advisors, getting information together, making sure that they get their taxes uh, filed pr- timely. Uh, we do, um, you know, offer assistance in getting those important documents together and, uh, you know, making sure that uh, we're coordinating with their tax advisors to, uh, you know, to get those activities done. Um, also, you know, we've, we've had a few clients, you know, kind of step into the retirement phase and, uh, you know, move. We've seen that coming out of COVID that, you know, a number of our clients have decided maybe it's time to wrap it up. And it's always fun, you know, for us to, to walk people through that retirement process. Um, you know, I haven't retired myself, obviously, only being 55, heading to 56, but I've retired hundreds and hundreds of times in my career because of the clients that I've helped. You know, it's like I get to work through all those um, those emotions, those feelings, the uh, all the decisions that have to come in, you know, thinking about the budgets, thinking about the changes in their lifestyle, um, they're looking at the assets that they have and figuring out how to properly position those and um, so it's 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 always interesting for our group. You know, each week we seem to get a new set of challenges, and um, you know we love stepping up to those and uh, you know doing the best job we can. Uh, the great thing about Robert W. Baird is you know they they have an incredible amount of intellectual capital and resources here. Um, you know we have an incredible wealth planning department that we can reach to that uh, helps us, and you know we're not afraid to reach out and and, and get other people's uh, help. You know. We may not have the answers to every question, but we know how to find the answers to every question. And we have uh, an incredible amount, of, a roster of uh, you know people out there that are talented and willing to step to the, the forefront and help us. So 
Uh, and plus the staff here does a great job. You know, I'm impressed every day of their diligence and uh, their work ethic. And, you know, I'm proud to the, the team that I have and, and what they do on a consistent basis here uh, for the AKW group. Now, last year, you opened your satellite office in Washington, Pennsylvania with your associate, Sue Marshall. How's that office doing in that competitive market? It's going really well, Bob. I mean, Sue's such an amazing advisor. Um, she does a great job, you know, and again, she just kind of adheres to all those principles that I just talked about. You know, she's um, a professional, uh, extremely good communicator, uh, does a great job, I think, always has the clients uh, first in, in her mind. And uh, connects with a, a really, you know, a unique set of clients uh, for us. So, again, we, we're excited to support her. And, you know, we'll have a lot of activities going on over there over the next year and helping her grow that business as well. Now, Walt, next uh, week we end the month of March, uh, the last month of the first quarter of the year. What do you see happening in the market next week? What are you looking for? Yeah, we got a couple of economic reports, Bob. The Institute Supply Chain Management will see the Purchasing Managers Index and the Service Managers Index. We'll get an employment report. So we'll also get uh, some earnings reports. A big one for us is Costco at the later part of the week. So always a lot of data to pay attention to and a lot of clients to help. Once again, Walt Sakira is the managing partner of the AKW Group at West Market Street, 3560 West Market Street here in Fairlawn. Uh, give them a call anytime just to ask a question or find out how about they can treat you as an investor. It's 234-466-7476. That's their local Akron number, 234-466-7476. To get a hold of Sue Marshall and their branch in Washington, Pennsylvania, call them there at 412-480-5090. Tell them you're here on WNR Kent Akron. Talk to you later, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Airbnb Inc., symbol ABNB. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Beyond Meat Inc., symbol BYND. BioNTech, symbol BNTX. Costco Wholesale Corporation, symbol COST. DoorDash Inc., symbol DASH. DraftKings Inc., symbol DKNG. Etsy Inc., symbol E-T-S-Y. Facebook Inc., symbol F-B. The Alphabet Inc., symbol G-O-O-G-L. Johnson & Johnson, symbol J&J. The McDonald's Corporation, symbol M-C-D. Microsoft Corporation, symbol M-S-F-T. Moderna Inc., symbol M-R-N-A. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol N-V-D-A. Pfizer Inc., symbol P-F-E. Sherwin-Williams Company, symbol S. H-W. The J.M. Smucker Company, symbol S-J-M. Yum Brand, symbol Y-U-M. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of Airbnb Inc. over the past 12 months. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Airbnb, Inc. in the past 12 months.